I know my time's almost up. I just see it on the clock. No, time is not of the essence in here. You take all the time you need. Unless it's getting close to my next client, you're good. Well, I mean, I really don't want to take up much more of your time, but I guess I'll just talk about one more story, I guess. That'll be fine. Go right ahead. This is your time, sweetie. Um, there was this guy that when I met him, I think I was eight years old or nine. I fell in love with that man Whew. or that boy at the time. <laughs> he lived right next door to us, right next door. And I would always get in trouble because um, at that age, um, I was 10 by the summer because we moved in that house. I was nine in the winter and I was 10 by the summer, but she could see how I looked at him and how I'd smile just looking at him. I mean, his whole presence just took me to a height I've never experienced ever again in life, but she did everything she could to keep me away from him. Um, I couldn't go off the porch. Uh, then I uh, made it to the next level where I couldn't go out of the yard. <laughs> um, I couldn't even have friends in the yard or on the porch. That's the craziest thing about it. But this boy lived next door and he'd be on his porch, sitting on the porch swing and with other fellas. And they'd be talking and playing football in the street. And I'd just be sitting there on the porch like in a starstruck mode uh, because he was tall and bow-legged and just everything that I knew I wanted in a man at that time. And, you know, I would just try to sneak and be around him anytime I can, anytime I could. Um, at one point, we had a little liquor store that was like within walking distance, was like next door to my next door neighbor. Uh, I'd always say, I want to go get candy. Uh, so I'd go get candy, and he would stop and talk to me. And I remember times when I thought I was going to faint just because he said my name or he touched my hand. But that crush lasted for well over 30 years. Uh, he was my first kiss. Uh, I remember we were standing by the wood privacy fence at his yard, um, and he kissed me. And I was no good. <laughs> I was no good. I was no good for a couple of days. But of course, I got in trouble because I was being a whore. Um, but she didn't know that I kissed him. She just thought I was being a whore because I came from the back. Uh, anytime I was in the back, I was a whore. I was out fucking another kid or something. But I was, I was a little kid. And, you know, looking back, I wasn't taught anything. I wasn't taught, oh, this is how you be a lady. This is how you wear makeup. This is how you sit with your legs crossed. I didn't get taught none of that shit. So, but back to him, because I want to focus on him. Um, as we got older, uh, they everyone else in the neighborhood went to a public school. They got to ride the school bus. But I was stuck at a private school. Um, now I see it was a control issue because I couldn't cut school. I couldn't hang with friends after school. I was stuck in a private school. Um, 
but you know, I enjoyed it. I can't complain about that experience because I got to join the Girl Scouts, and but I only got to be in the Girl Scouts for a little while because after a while it became an issue. She didn't want to take me here or take me there so I could earn my patches. And uh, one time I remember we were going to be in the Pegasus Parade and we were supposed to meet at the strip mall and meet behind it so that we could kind of practice. And she just didn't want to take me. She didn't feel like getting up. Um, And I was hurt, but what could I do? Um, My life revolved around making sure that the little one was around me all the time. Everywhere I go, she had to go. She had to go. Um, So I couldn't do anything. And I just couldn't be a kid. And now I want to be a kid. I want to do the stuff that I saw other kids doing that I didn't get to do. But anyway, back to him. So when we made it to high school, I was like, oh, I'm going to get to go to public school. (sighs) Yeah, no, didn't work. I was still in private school. So when we got to uh, 12th grade year, he went to the military. And I wrote him letters and sent him pictures and he responded. And, you know, that was the love of my life. Oh, I love that man. Um, When he came home for leave one week, I didn't know he was home. So he actually came to the school and I saw him walking down the hallway towards me and he wasn't looking for me. But I saw him walking down the hallway towards me. And when I tell you, I almost fainted. Oh, God. I almost fainted to see that man in front of me. And I've been writing letters and he's been telling me he loved me. That was the thing. You know, I didn't have nobody tell me they loved me. You know, I, I didn't have that growing up. I was, you know, a kid. But I wasn't in that family situation where you did that type of stuff. So that day, uh, I remember I was in the choir room, actually, and he peeped in the window of the choir classroom. Now, mind you, I couldn't sing. If somebody told me it would save my life, I would just go ahead and be dead. But I seen him, and then I went in the hallway, and he was walking down the hallway towards me because I couldn't just leave in the middle of the class, even though I wanted to. But... um, The weekend came, and we scheduled to go to the movies with another couple, and oh, it just felt so good to be with him by myself and and stuff, so we we did a lot of things while he was on leave, and then there was even the spring break of that year, he was stationed in Florida, and she took me to see him. She actually took me to see him, so we had the most beautiful night. Um, He picked me up from the hotel. We went to the beach. We walked on the beach and held hands, kissed and, you know, told each other how much we loved each other and missed each other and just, you know, made such a beautiful night. I remember taking my sandals off and like, oh, okay, I'll leave my shoes here and I'll come back to get them. (laughs) He still owes me for those sandals because they got washed out in the ocean (laughs) because we never found them. But We uh, spent the night in the hotel that was right there on the beach, and it was such a beautiful night. Um, And I I loved that man. Uh, When he got out of the military, um, I was living with 
my father and uh, I was still sending him letters and then one day I got a letter from a woman that told me stop sending him letters that they were married and and this and that and that crushed me that absolutely crushed me and here I was living with a man who never I was 18 at the time and 18 or 19 and this is the first time I'd ever met this man so he didn't know how to deal with my problems and he even told me well I don't know what to tell you because uh, I had just met my father when I turned I had to be 19 because I just met him when I was 18 uh, because she hit me upside the head with a bottle because I was playing in the street and she calls it being disrespectful in front of people but back to him um you know I was crushed and the father did not know how to console me or whatever um so that kind of ended it for a while and so I ended up getting moved back with to live with her and um next door to him and one day him and his wife came in town and it, it crushed me because here you are the love of my life right in front of my face with another woman. And, and that's when it started. So over the years, we've had this thing to where regardless of who he's dating, I always came first. I always came first. And, and that's how it always was. And I can't say that for me because I don't have a lot of experience in relationships. Um, my kids' fathers... Um, I mean, we dated or whatever. We had our kid. And then after we had our kid, they moved on. And when they moved on, they literally married the next woman they were with. It was like they was using me as a pawn to find the woman that they love. I was just there. And not only did they leave me, they left their kids. So, but I remember seeing him at a restaurant. He was with his girlfriend at the time. And I was like, hey, and we hugged and he introduced. And I was cordial because in the back of my mind, I was like, bitch, I'm the one. (laughs) It's always about me, always about me. So of course, um, me and him connected, exchanged numbers and we got together. I mean, because that's what we do. We, We never had a relationship relationship. We hook up and lay up and then he'd go his way and I'd go mine, knowing that I always wanted to be his wife. Always. Since I was nine years old, I wanted to be that man's wife. But I never made it. I never made it to the girlfriend stage with this man. Um, I never made it to the stage where this man would even kiss me. Uh, he'd give me a peck on the forehead. He didn't mind giving me hugs. He didn't mind me doing what I did because he showed wasn't doing what I wanted him to do. And But it was just a sexual thing. And it took me up until now to realize that he never intended to do anything with me besides lay up and have his way. Um, because to, to me, the most intimate thing is a kiss, you know? That's the most intimate, and I never got that out of him. And as much as I ignored that over the years, and I wanted it, I never got it. And it took this situation for me to realize, 
let that motherfucker go. Um, I hadn't heard from him. Like, we only bump into each other like every two or three years. And we have our little flame for like a week. It, it wouldn't last more than a week. But uh, this time we saw each other and I told him. He gave me a call. No, actually, he emailed me on uh, social media. And I responded, and he had a medical situation, and he knew I was in healthcare. Um, so instead of him saying, I need your help, he kind of reeled me in by, hey, won't you come over and hang out? We could do this and do that. And then I found myself spending my money and taking extra long lunches from uh, work, lunch breaks from work, and then I find myself losing out on stuff. Paychecks got smaller, all because I really thought that this was the moment. This was finally the time when, you know, we were going to be married. Because what is it else that you need to know about me, motherfucker? We've been knowing each other for 30 goddamn years. So what's the fucking problem? That was my mindset. Uh, and he had me thinking, okay, this is this is the moment. The time is now. Um so he dragged me on and it was like, well, don't post us on social media, this and that. And I was like, what? And then I was like, okay, you know, it, it don't matter. As long as I got you, uh, the social media don't do anything. It's just an acknowledgement for me. I think it's a female thing. But um, we did a lot of things together um, at my expense. Um, we went out of town to a nice fancy restaurant that a lot of people go to. And I wanted to you know, create a memory for myself, not post on social media, but I wanted to take a picture of us together at this place for myself. Uh, he was like, no. And so I left it alone. I left it alone. Uh, and, you know, his excuse whenever I said, hey, let's go to this concert or let's go do this or let's go do that. Uh, it was always because of his medical condition. He didn't want to be in public and this and that or whatever. And I'm like, okay. So I, I, you know, just stayed with it because I knew I loved this man. Then there was one day where the plan was, um, I'm not a drinker or a smoker. I, I, I really don't do that because I, I just can't. Uh, I said, you know, I want to have some drinks and lay back and smoke and relax and not worry about driving home. Because I definitely don't drink and drive, and I definitely don't smoke and drive. I, it's just something I don't do, and I encourage my kids and young people I know don't do it. But this particular night, um, we had dinner at his place. Um, we were watching a movie. Uh, we tried some little something, something, but he couldn't come to the terms of the agreement, I'm just going to say. And um, so I let it rest. You know, it was no big deal for me. I hadn't had, I hadn't been with anybody for a few years before him, and it, I wasn't in a rush. So I was like, well, you know, because uh, by this time I was feeling good. I had them drinks in me. We smoked, and we smoked, and I was feeling really, really good. Uh, and I was like, well, you know, can I go ahead and, and lay down, you know, till whenever? And he was like, yeah, I think I am going to go to bed. Come on, and I'll let you out. I'll lock the door behind you. And I was like, what do you mean? You know, lock the door behind me. Motherfucker, I'm high and drunk. I don't want to get out here and drive. And he was like, nah, you know, you, you can't stay here. Nah, you ain't that bad, though. You know, you straight. You straight. You could drive. And I'm like, 
so you really gonna put me out right now he's like yeah I'm tired I want to go to bed so I got in my car and I remember driving home and I was like Lord get me home because when I say I was wasted it was only God that got me home because I know I seen that that cement wall on the highway a couple times but I made it home safely I didn't hurt anybody thankful for that I didn't hurt anybody but when I got home and I sobered up the next morning I was like this motherfucker don't give a damn about me it's all about helping him in his time of need and using me as much as he can because I was taking him to all his doctor's appointments and there was one appointment that he had and I had an appointment at the same time and he texted me he's like don't forget uh, I got an appointment on such such a day at such such a time. And I was like, well, hold on, wait a minute. I have an appointment that day at that time too. And his response was, so you ain't going to take me. And I was like, so you think that I'm going to put me to the side and put you in the front? No, this is not going to happen. Um, so I guess that kind of hit a nerve. But I mean, shit, I didn't care. Because here I was doing everything for you like I'm your wife. But you can't even acknowledge me as your girlfriend. So I was like, no. And plus, you know, what you did to me the other night, that was some foul shit. So um, it was my first time having my own place. Um, This is when I took over my son's lease. And it was my first time in my life ever, ever living by myself. Even though that only lasted like a month that time. But... I was going to work, I was coming home, I was able to do what I do and relax. It was new to me and I was enjoying it. So there was a um, a concert that was going on closer to my house. And he was like, well, you know, can you bring me something to eat before you go? And I'm like, uh, no, you live all the way over that way and I can walk to this concert. So that created a problem. And then I just started doing stuff for myself. I was going to the movies and he was like, you going to the movies? You ain't asked me to go. Bitch, you ain't got no money. So he was just surprised at the way I started talking to him. But I'm so thankful because I realized that he had no plan on doing anything with me. I'd always bring it up. Dude, when are we going to get married? It's been over 30 years, over 35 years to be exact. And you ain't did shit yet. You ain't made me your girlfriend or nothing. And for my, I, I gave him a deadline. I said, this was months and months before. I said, you have until my birthday. And if you don't give me a ring as a promise to spend our life together on my birthday, then there's no need for me to stay around. So my birthday came. We went to eat. And he gave me $100. I felt very, very offended because how the fuck do you not even get a present, a gift? You didn't even get a gift card to a certain place. You gave me a hundred dollars. And then by the end of the night, you had used like 40 of that hundred dollars. So I had had enough. And I mean, I, I blame some of the way I feel on that because I, I'm, I'm scared. I don't know how to love people. Uh, I don't know how to like people. But, you know, months later, after I even t- 
talk, quit talking to him altogether. I quit responding. I quit texting. I was just like, you know what? We could go back to the, I'll see you in a few years. Um, but I just don't know. I thought he was the one. I thought he really loved me and cared for me. But, you know, then I wake up and reality is, is nobody gives a fuck about me. I've been single and I can't say ready to mingle, but, you know, how do you, how does a person go meet somebody? You know, you see these people that are beauty is in the eye of the beholder type people and, and they'll have, they'll have somebody with them, regardless if it's because that person has low self-esteem and they'll accept anything or, or if it's real love, regardless, uh, I see mixed-matched couples, according to society, all the time. And here I am by myself. Here I am, you know, taking what I can get, and I'm not happy. So, I mean, it's, it's just, how do I learn? And at my age, it's embarrassing. It's just very, very embarrassing. But, yeah, he's... He, he done a lot to me emotionally and I guess being able to sit here and talk to you about it makes me realize that you know he was the one that was showing me what I don't need to do or need to do I have no idea so well how do you think that you'll go into your next relationship that's a hard question. I don't know because I don't know how to meet men. Um, like I said, my kids' fathers, we had dated for a little bit. It ain't like it was one night stands or nothing. But when I look back, I gave. I gave and I gave. I'm talking about I gave 300% just to only get 50% in return. And I felt like that was enough. Well... It is almost time for my next client, so I want to go ahead and schedule you for another session. Is that okay with you? Yeah, I mean, this kind of helps, but, you know, like I told you before, I've had many, many, many therapists in the past, and I'm just, like, over it, you know? I, I went a couple sessions, and that was it, so we'll see. <laughs>